Welcome to Movie Ministry. We talk pop culture, entertainment, and how it relates to the teachings of Jesus. Whether movies, TV, streaming, we talk about it. My name is Aris Buckner. I'm a Christian husband, father, pastor, designer, and nerd. And the topic for today is the movie Soul. And hopefully you got a chance to see it. I think it came out at the end of last year, uh, December sometime. I don't know if it was on Christmas or not, but uh, came out. Um, great, great movie. Um, I mean, it, it, great in, in many ways. There's some things that had some some issues with it, but but it, it had, a no pun intended, it had a lot of soul in it. Uh, there was a lot of deep uh, thoughts in, and that surrounded much of uh, the movie. And, and, I, and I really loved the direction it went towards the end. It, it wasn't the textbook ending um fairy tale ending um so to speak but but i i think disney's been doing a lot of this it's been um uh really uh subverting our thoughts and and assumptions with uh, a lot of their properties uh, to me i think starting with with frozen where you know it, they were really turning the trope of the romantic um you know, damsel in distress uh, plot uh, or, or story beat and turned it on its head and made true love about two sisters, right? Instead of um, Prince Charming and some princess. And they've been doing a lot of these things. Uh, well, I'll talk about uh, Raya at some point. Well, we'll get to that. I, I recently saw that and that was great too as well. And so I like where Disney is doing with these, with the, with their properties, a Disney Pixar, um, just Disney as a company, I think they're, they're doing some really good things with, with story that's different. And I really like this. So so we'll hop in, and, and I'm really excited to talk about uh, this movie. And, and again, off the jump, this is not your traditional movie review. Um, it, it's more of a Christian entertainment review type uh, podcast. Uh, we're going to use heavily of, of the Bible, or, or at least the emphasis in talking about uh, uh, the theology and how it plays into the movies that we watch. So um, if that's not your thing, I'm, I'm, you know, sorry about that. I hope you stick around to try to, uh, I'm doing this to help communicate and translate if you don't come from a, a biblical background, but you've watched the movie Soul and you understand that to, to a degree, or at least the, the overall story, that I'll, I'll try to latch on Christian concepts, uh, you know, biblical concepts that I think will help translate, that you'll understand. And I've said this before in past podcast that I would love to 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 see uh, Islam broken down through, uh, you know, the movies that we watch through Star Wars. I, I would get a kick out of that because it, it actually would bring me up to speed and help me understand uh, the religion. And so I'm doing this uh, primarily for those who are Christian. They can get a kick out of watching some of these movies and seeing some of these um, themes and moral themes that will jump out that they would recognize. I just help push them in that direction. But it's also for those who are not used to Christianity and have no idea and understanding of Christianity. But you can, we can have common ground with these movies, and it would help us have a gateway into understanding um, different concepts. So. That's kind of a brief overview. You can go back and watch some of the other uh, podcasts. I also have some YouTube uh, stuff up as well uh, for those who like to hang out on YouTube. Uh, again, so uh, the format, if you're new here, it, it goes as this. First impressions is kind of what I think, what I, what did I think of the film. Uh, the next we'll talk about for Forbidden Fruit, which uh, is kind of that age old phrase 
We think of uh, something you want, but you can't achieve, you can't get it. And the forbidden fruit, we'll talk about what is... Um, what does the movie teach us about the human struggle, things that we want to fight for? It's that forbidden fruit we can it's always within grasp, but we never really we never really get it. Or or we grab it and we think it's really good, we take a bite in it, and it's totally different than what we um perceived it. And it doesn't fulfill those things that we want. Again, that's more of, of the forbidden fruit. Then we have a come to Jesus moment. This is kind of where where does Bible and movie meet? Uh, and then lastly, my my personal revelation where I feel like the movie's teaching teaching me. So uh, let's jump right in. So first impressions of Soul, uh, like I said, I, overall I really I liked it. I think it was um, it was very surprising in, in a lot of ways. Um, you know, obviously uh, I'm a person of color, so I mean I don't think it's obviously <laughs> it's over podcast. You have no idea what I look like. Uh, I mean, if you check the links and you go to some of my social media, you'll find out what I look like. No, but I don't scare you. But uh, so yeah, I'm a person of color, and the movie centers uh, Joe Gardner person of color i i think that it's not everything but it is something i, I love the direction of, of of what um parts of society um where it's going it's especially entertainment industry there's a lot more people of color and things like that i have my own thoughts of of agendas and in hollywood and 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 just you know society in itself i think you know there's always someone looking to benefit from any um, cultural revolution or change and and my background is i'm, I'm a pastor um, but i went to school for graphic design and studied uh, advertising so there's a lot of strings being pulled behind the scenes and people always looking to take advantage and make a profit off of what's uh trending so so I have some other things about race uh, kind of always looming in the background. I'm like, okay, how much of this is really people genuinely wanting to get people of color up there? Or how how much of this is people being um, trying to take advantage of the situation? Because this is where, this is what's trending. So, uh, but, you know, maybe I'll do a podcast about that on just race, which I am looking to do a podcast on Zootopia because I think, Zootopia is a wonderful uh, movie, again, another Disney movie. And we're not doing, I mean, I, I do a wide variety of movies. I think I did Dark Knight the last time. But Zootopia is another movie that kind of covers race. So maybe maybe we'll take a deep dive into that, given, you know, 2020 and, and into 2021. But anyway, so, so my first impressions of the movie, uh, generally, I, I liked it. Uh, the Disney's, Disney Pixar is always stepping up their game in um, just the animation and how it looks from movie to movie. It's just wonderful, beautiful and uh, I did a lot of um, reading surrounding the film, 
and the the detail on just the 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 artistry and and the musicians the music behind it great i think uh trent reznor uh did the soundtrack i believe um uh, I believe, and I love Trip Reznor. He does some incredible stuff. So, so, so that was great. Um, the the artistry of again, I'm not a musician, but but reading and and then bringing in musicians, it seems like they're they're on point with that. Very realistic. Um, I thought the the cast for the most part did, did really well. I, there's some things about the story I didn't necessarily like, um, and how they explain certain things. But overall, I felt that that was good, and I know I know around the internet it's going around to, uh, you know, I don't know how many people are on the internet, but uh, hopefully all of us are. But I know there's there there's some things going around about how Joe was handled, uh, Joe Gardner, the main character, and we'll talk about the overall story. Um, and you know, you know, this person of color character who who spends briefly uh, a person of color, but majority of the film a cat. And, and I know that there's, which there's a point to it. Um, some of the people of color, particularly um, black characters, uh, end up changing into uh, creatures and not really seeing uh, their blackness for long periods of time. And, and there's a theory behind all that. So I'm not covering all that. I, I, I do see that. Um, and, and I hope that, that Disney takes note of that. So the next movie they make you know, please don't take the personal color and, and, and make them in, into a character or, 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 I mean, or like an animal or, or something like that. I think that uh, hopefully they, they, they hear the criticism and they maybe they're able to make some, some changes with that. But, but again, like I said, overall, the film I, I really like, and I do want to talk about kind of the, the story and kind of run through the story for those who haven't seen it. It gives you some context of what we're talking about um, today. So brief overview, you have Joe Gardner, who's a middle school teacher, uh, in New York City, who dreams of playing jazz, um, you know, even though his mother insists that he, he takes a current um, his current job, what he's working at, uh, and, and be a teacher um, for fearing his financial uh, stability. Um, but but you know he fights that he doesn't want to do that. Later on, he he finds out that the legend uh, Dorothea, Dorothea Williams uh, has an audition. He jumps to that opportunity again, trying to look to shoot for his dreams. So he heads off um, really uh, against his mom's wishes to try this audition. Um, it goes really well. Uh, he's really excited. Um, and just about when he thinks things are going to life is going to change. Boom, he dies. And so he finds himself into the great beyond. He is unwilling to accept his fate. Uh, and he really wants to get back to Earth for this um, audition. Uh, along the way, when he's in the Great Beyond, he meets another character called 22, and this is a wandering soul who's in the Great Before, which, again, Great Beyond is, is basically the afterlife, what happens when you die. The Great Before are where uh, souls are born, and they are sent to Earth to inhabit um, new, 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 uh, uh, newborns, newborn babies. And so uh, you have 22, who uh, is stuck in the great before she does not or or she he it they um they do not want to hop back in um or go to to earth because uh they fear the unknown um it's boring um and and you know the character turns out to be kind of a bratty type uh character played uh by oh my gosh the name is slipping my uh, mind um 
30 Rock. Oh, man, it's going to drive me crazy. Uh, I should have had this down um, already, but I didn't. Tina Fey. There we go. So played uh, by the actress uh, Tina Fey. She voices uh, 22. So Joe, um, it, with 22, they find themselves to get back to Earth, only that when they get back to Earth, 22 is in Joe's body and and um joe is in a cat's body and that's kind of what i alluded to earlier so they go on to kind of this kind of buddy cop type film of trying to get through and find their way uh to joe to get this audition along the way 22 ends up loving earth and finding different things and aspects about the earth the little things eating pizza uh you know um riding the subway uh, different things that that most of us will find mundane 22 absolutely loves and um and so so has this tug where uh, you know 22 and joe they're 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 we're fighting back and forth joe's like hey i need you to get out of my body i need to get in my body to, to finish this audition 22's like no i, I actually like being here on earth i don't want to go back uh to the great before and so uh leads this kind of wild goose chase of of joe finally getting his body uh sending 22 back uh kind of against her will and, and we'll get to that in a moment. So Joe gets back into the body. Um, he has this incredible audition. And everything goes well. And um, But at the end of it, there's a sense of loss. Um, or I don't say loss, but a sense of missing. Um, or, or maybe he's missing something, right? And it's this wonderful scene between him and Dorothea Williams where they're, they're going back and forth about, like, what is you know, I don't say the meaning of life, but they, they, he talks about, man, this, this audition, they're not audition, but this gig that he, he finally got, he, he's at the top of his game. He's playing with the legendary, uh, Dorothea Williams, but it's not all what he thought it was. He thought like things would completely take off from here and it didn't. And so Joe finds himself at this crossroads of, man, I, I've been fighting and clawing to get to this moment. And this moment's not what I thought it would be and there's a disillusionment and so Dorothea gives him this parable about these fish in the water and, and one fish is telling the other fish man I can't wait to get to the ocean and the fish he's talking to is like dude you're in the ocean he's like no no this this is not the ocean this is this is water and 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 just really Dorothea telling Joe you've been in it the whole time and so what's the deal you know um what do you think was going to happen? Uh, it, it just live, you know, basically kind of kind of what, what I, I took from it. And Joe's like, wow, like if this is what success is, man, I, I, I was I was mistaken by it. And, and that's where we'll get to once I give kind of my review and stuff on it. Man, I think this is where the film really strives. Right. So let's get back to 22 so Joe, being disillusioned, he wants to, f to get back to um, the great uh, beyond, the great before. Um, and so he has this really magical moment where I guess in the film, it doesn't really explain all this, but when you hit your, your I, I don't say groove, but when you're in the zone or or, or meditating, right? Did they meet this one guy named Moonwind who uh, is kind of this hippie type person? But but the, the film kind of alludes to when you're in your element or you're in this zone and, you know, athletes get into it, musicians get into it, 
you know, uh, people in general where you feel like you like like purpose and and talent meet and 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 then you're transported to this place um, that that's the great. Uh, I don't know what this place is. Not really the great before or the great beyond. It's kind of just this really, you know, um, I don't know, cosmic place, right? So, so Joe, once he realized that this, you know, the success isn't what it's cracked up to be, he he, everything comes together for him. And so his memories of twenty two uh, on Earth and and how she uh, just loved the the basic things in life, and 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 he realized like, wow, this is life. It's the little moments. And he and he's flashbacking to him being a teacher and and then one of his star students. And, and really, he's had this amazing life. He thinks about his dad who passed away, but all the great memories and how his dad introduced him to music and his love. And that's why he loves music. And then he, and his mom, his relationship with his mom, and even though she's on, on him a lot about success, they have this great relationship. And so his family dynamic is awesome. And yet he's been he's been overlooking all these things because he wants success and really he's already successful by the life that he has and again he's already in the ocean you know it's not just water his life is is this great success and so in that moment he's in the zone he he gets to this cosmic place which transports him back into um kind of the great beyond great before type area and so he finds himself there and then he realizes, oh, let me go search out 22. He finds out that 22 has been on, on this real um, kind of dangerous spot. And so the adventure takes us to him trying to reclaim and capture his friend 22 and, and let, you know, um, her know that, hey, you know, uh, it, it's OK. Like, I I'm happy with my life. And, and you were right that that it's the little things in life and so he has this kind of pep talk with her changes her around and the movie ends with her uh, with 22 wanting to go you know take that leap to actually get to earth and then joe is given redemption and that um the forces that be they're all named i think i think it was uh i don't know if it was gary or uh i forgot the the name i know i put in my notes um oh man I'm like all over the place here. Um, I think it was Gary. I'm not sure. Jerry, sorry, not Gary, but Jerry. So, so all these like powers that be the Jerry's um, grant him a new lease in life, a second chance. And so Joe, Joe uh, takes it and kind of that that ends the film. So that that's the overview of Soul. Hopefully, it brought it <laughs> you up to speed. I know it was long winded, um, but let's hop into kind of um some of the more the, the meat of these things so for me the 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 next part um you know i shared a little bit of my first impressions but the next part is forbidden fruit So 
for me, the the forbidden fruit is again this 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 um, human struggle is really success. I, I think that this is something that that you know even for me as as, as a pastor, like I said, I, I was a graphic designer before, and even before you know I got my degree in graphic design, but even before that, I wanted to to um, work in Hollywood. Uh, um, uh, I was born and raised in in California, and specifically LA, Southern California. And, um, you know, I love, love the entertainment scene, still do. Uh, and that's why I'm doing these, you know, that's why I'm having these, these talks. I, I am merging, um, you know, ta- my, my gifts and talents and loves, uh, with my, my gifts and talents and loves for Christianity, uh, with entertainment and, and kind of matching the two. And hopefully it's helping connecting, you know, you. And, and that's just something that you're excited to hear about and, and, and to learn from about Christianity. So, so I originally wanted to work in Hollywood and and do more so behind the scenes editing and whatnot and and maybe some directing, maybe some writing, um, and ended up going to a uh, entertainment school, Chapman University. Uh, they were um, known for their you know film department, um, and then I, I tried to apply for the film department, didn't get in, so I'd apply for general school and I wanted to wait a semester and then reapply uh, for the film department. Um, so I had to pick up a major. Uh, while I was waiting, and so I I'll pick graphic design. I ended up loving graphic design and, and skipping the whole idea of, of uh, wanting to do film, and I ended up getting my degree in graphic design. So I have a love and, and interest in that. Um, there's a part of me that that I have friends who are in those departments, whether in film or whether in even just the design department, that are doing some pretty cool things. You know, working on on big name games or or movies or writing for movies and so uh, so there is a, always a part of me of that success you know um but but becoming a christian and then and then choosing my path after i got my degree becoming a christian and and a while i was um getting my degree became a christian and so my interest changed and and, and i really love ministry i love helping people love working with people and so i pivoted to i finished my degree because i was always i, I was already so far into it. I figured, hey, let me finish this. Let me go for it. And then, and afterwards, I, I still want to choose the life of ministry. So I ended up um, going that direction and getting training and, and learning and, and different things like that in terms of ministry. And so, so there, in the back of my mind, you know, the, love entertainment. It's always this idea of success and, and being um, successful. And I think we live in a society that really pushes this on us. And, and, and I, um, I'll try to put the links in the show notes, but I came across this really cool um, video on that and, and breaking down motivation. And I think that that we do live in a, a capitalistic society that that is your worth is is really attached to um, what you do or, or what you strive for. And, 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 I, and I, you know, we'll get to kind of the, the come to Jesus mode, but I think that's backwards and how we view ourselves and our worth of ourselves. And so, you know, and I grew up in, I mean, I grew up in America. I grew up in this idea of, I want to be something. And if I'm not something, then I've, I've, uh, you know, sold myself short, right? And, and in this, you, you see Joe's struggle in this, this forbidden fruit of success. Here he is, a great middle school teacher, um, inspiring, you know, the, the minds, the future minds of our world. And, and to me, I, I, I've said it before, not on this podcast, but, but in, in person, if you know me. Um, man, teachers, educators, uh, they need to be paid so much more. 
Um, now, there, there's some lousy teachers. I've definitely had some lousy teachers in my day. But I've had some just incredible, incredible uh, teachers. I think fifth grade teacher, Mrs. Walker, man, she was amazing. Uh, my ninth grade English teacher, um, I think his name was Mr. English. Uh, he was he was amazing. That that I mean, just inspired me. Uh, Mr. Kramer, who who really helped me, and uh, I think it was in tenth tenth or eleventh grade, inspired me to get into art. Um, man, I mean, just incredible, incredible teachers. I've had just lifelong um, connections. Uh, you know, uh, Mrs. Miss uh, Yanishin, uh, she really pushed me on my love for graphic design. Like, like, whoa, like, like the, these are incredible teachers, right? So Joe has this influence on these young minds with a particular student in the film, you would know, who's talented, who comes by his apartment, you know, really caught up, like, should I pursue, pursue music or not? And, 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 and so he's inspiring people. But yet he doesn't see it. Why? Because he's caught up in this culture that we're in, this culture that 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 really puts a burden on us about making it, about uh, you know pursuing our dreams. Which I don't. That's not wrong. But but I think that there's many dreams that we can have, not just one thing. You know, I do believe that there there's a quest that we are on, but I don't think it's it's any one thing. I think I think the quest kind of is overreaching. Like for me, choosing ministry, man, I feel like I've been made for this. I feel like God given, right? I'm using air quotes. I mean, you're not, um, you can't see it, but I do feel like I'm on my path that I should be on. But if I wasn't a minister, I feel like my quest is to really help people, right? And I know I can do that even if I wasn't in ministry. I can still spread the gospel and help people even if I wasn't a pastor. Because I really feel like God has put me on this planet to help and teach and serve others. Like that's what I'm here for. And that's attainable. Right? I don't I don't have to be in Hollywood to do that. I don't have to be in ministry to do that. I mean, I I don't I don't have to be physically fit to do that, right? I, I think that for me. You can achieve those things, but because of culture and society that we're in, we 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 can at times feel burdened by achieving the things that that our parents have put on us, or 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 you know social influences have put on us, or just media put on us. Uh, you know, I talked to my wife um, the other day, and just the pressure that particularly women feel, uh, and I think it's changing, but but man, just just in, in, in media itself, um, and whether social or, 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 or uh, entertainment streaming, like, like the view and image of women, man, it's a burden for them to look a certain way, uh, and talk a certain way, uh, and to perceive, to be perceived a certain way. And not that men don't get it as well. I mean, I feel like there's, there's pressure too, but there, there's a lot of, of pressure cosmetically for women to look and, and, and feel a certain way. Now, I think it's changing. Um, we're seeing more shows, more movies that have a wide ranging group of people, all body types and races and creeds and whatever. Right. Uh, and I think that that that's refreshing because I think it's it's 
starting to change that image that that um, that weak the stereotypical image the same way I can feel from people of color. So, but man, it's still a burden, you know, this idea, and it, and, that, and that's that's we're talking about image, but but it could be anything. It could be anything that that has been placed on you. And that you feel like you have to live up to. And if you don't even get near it, like if you're not even in the same galaxy of, of whatever that thing is, there's an overwhelming sense of, of depression or guilt or, or, or loss or, or are you feeling less than, right? And I don't, that is that forbidden fruit. We can get caught up into it. And there are people who, uh, you know, you, you hear these stories all the time of, of, of successful people who get there. And then it's not what they think it's cracked up to be. The same way Joe feels. You know, I can remember an interview from, and maybe I, if I get a hold of this, I'll put it in the show notes, an interview from Tom Brady, right? I mean, this is when he was at, you know, Super Bowl number four, or, or winning four. And he was being interviewed, and, and, and he had this moment of, you know, when he had won, I think his first or, or, or second or third Super Bowl, he thought to himself, is this, is this it, right? Is this all there is? And for that brief moment, he was like unplugged from, from the system. And he thought to himself, like, is this it? Like, is this what, what I'm, I'm here to do? He had that Joe Gardner moment. And, and then he snapped in. He's like, oh yeah. And then he kind of played the script of like, yeah, and I hope I win some more and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, that's it. Like the, we, we all feel this pressure of, of living up to things, whether it's taking on your family's business, whether it's trying to go to the certain school that, that you want to try to get into because you think that that's going to fulfill that. Or maybe this relationship that, that if you wish you had, if you got it, everything will be fine. It won't. Okay. I'm sorry to bust your bubble. It will not be fine. You are still going to be human. You're going to make mistakes. Things are not going to be fulfilling. That is life. We, we're, we're, we're going through it together and trying to figure things out and and living the best way we can. Um, and for those who, who are Christian, uh, we can have that hope. Uh, just even Christian, man, once I become a Christian, life is going to be great. You know, once I become a Christian, all my my issues are gone. I, I'm, 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 I'm a pastor. I'm a Christian. Sorry to tell you, it won't. You know, salvation is amazing. And I am glad I am saved. And that brings so much security and, and a lot of things that I don't have to, to, to really worry about. But the reality is, man, I still got to work through me. I mean, I still got to, I've still got to, you know, change things in me and, and, and pray about things that I need to change that, that, you know, can still weigh me down as a Christian, you know, I don't, I, you know news to those out there. But man, as a Christian, you can still be depressed. As a Christian, you can still work through and, and be saddened or, or, or disillusioned or, or let down because we still live in a world of mistakes, you know, a world, a fallen world. And so those things aren't, aren't fixed, so to speak. We are saved. Amen. But Paul talks about we got to work that salvation out with fear and trembling, there, which means the way I see that is that, man, we've got to work these things out. It's not over yet. It's not the, the magic pill. And I've seen people who become Christians who thought it was going to be this Oh, man. And what it is, is you're saved and loved by God. He always loved you. But now you're really in with him. But you're still on earth trying to figure things out. Also helping those along the way. And there's going to be letdowns. I mean, open up your Bible. Genesis to Revelation. Man, those who are close to God, 
life don't go well. <laughs> I mean, it just doesn't. I mean, internally, it's amazing. Internally, there, there's a connection and a security and, and a love that you can't get anywhere else. You know, scripture talks about that, how God's love really sustains us, you know, and, and, and that, you know, I love Proverbs 3, 5, you know, for us not to lean on our own, our own understanding, but God's. And, and how Jesus constantly talked about this, um, you know, in, in Matthew 6, when he's talking about, you know, where our treasure is, that's where our heart will be. And for us to, you know, uh, Hebrews 12, you know, for us to fix our eyes on him, right? That, that's where our treasure should be. So internally, it, it, it's it's everything that, that Jesus and God and everything you can hope for of changing you, you having an anchor, you having something to, to, to hold on to, right? But, but externally, it's still the world and you still got to work through your own sin and, and repentance and, and what does that mean in relationships and people hurting you? How do you, how do you again, love beyond that? So I think even in, in our faith as Christians, we can wrestle with those things and have a tough time with those things. And so it's still not a magic pill. And I don't think that Jesus had preached that. He didn't preach that this was a magic pill. He, repre- he preached that. I mean, look at, look at the 12 disciples. They were with Jesus and they had all kinds of struggles. This will always be the human struggle. Always feeling like you're trying to attain something and you can't get it. I think, you know, again, we'll get to come to Jesus moment because I think Christianity offers something for us to have to be content with, but that struggle is always going to be fighting to, to, to put some, put more stock into something than it really is. And, there, and, and for us to, to, to understand that the life that we have and enjoy the life that we have. And we'll, we'll get to that again, all that we'll get to, but that's what I see is, is the, you know, the, the human struggle with Joe in particular, he gets to this place and it's just not what he thought it was. Playing with Dorothea Williams was not what he thought it was. You know, playing this, and again, in this, in this um, moment, he's at this, he's at the this, uh, you know, music club, and he's playing, and everyone's there. His mom is even there, and it's just, it's just amazing. But again, at the end of the night, it wasn't what he thought it was. And so, again, that, that, that's the human struggle. Now, the next part, we get to the come to Jesus moment. And, and like I said, Christianity offers something more. John 4 about um, the living water when he's talking to um, a woman uh, from Samaria 
and we'll, we'll hop there. I'm going to read here. Uh, I'm going I'm to skip through. So the whole story, uh, Jesus is taking kind of a, a break on his journey. And um, he decides to go to a place where a good Jew wouldn't go. And, and you can go back and study, but Samaritans, Jews didn't like each other. A lot of that stemmed back from when the kingdom split north and south. You had um, those who were a part of the northern kingdom. This is back in kind of Old Testament uh, um in the Tanakh where, you know, you had, you know, the Northern Kingdom completely was obliterated and over, overcame by uh, foreign oppressors that have enslaved them and really mixed that group of people. And out of that group, you get the Samaritans are really are half Jewish or really, you know, you don't know what they're kind of mixed with. And in the Southern Kingdom in Judah is kind of where we get the word Jews from, right? So that Southern uh, Kingdom ends up preserving um, their culture, preserving who they are. And so there's a sense of pride there. And so when you, when they look at the Samaritans, they see just a mix mash of whatever, really the, they see the world like, like the Samaritans represents what happens to you when you mix with the world. And so it's like, ugh, like, like they, they wouldn't even set foot in their city because it was evil. Um, and so Jesus takes a pit stop and he says, hey, I'm tired. I'm actually going to go to a place that's forbidden for a good Jew to go. And and so he goes and he's hanging out and, and his disciples are like tripping out. Like, why are you what in the world? What are you? Why are you talking to the Samaritan? One, a woman and she's Samaritan. Like, are you crazy? Like, like, Rabbi, what are you doing? And this is where Jesus, again, breaks all norms and, and, and really, um, really give us uh, a sense of just just he doesn't care about these things he doesn't care about what culture's doing and and he is worried about helping and saving others right and so he has this wonderful conversation with her and but he talks about this part about uh living water uh she's at this well um she's drawing water out and he takes this moment for a teaching moment and um and verse seven says samaritan woman uh, uh, it says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me a drink? His disciples had gone into the town to buy. Reading uh, John 4, you can follow me. Verse 7. It says, when a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, will you give me, um, water, give me a drink? His disciples had gone into town to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, you are a Jew. I am a Samaritan woman. How can you ask me for a drink? For the Jews did not associate with the Samaritans. Jesus answered, if you knew the gift of God and who... Is it that asked you for a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Sir, the woman said, you have nothing to draw with and the well is deep. Where can you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well and drank from himself, as did all his sons and his flocks and herds? Here's the money shot right here from Jesus. Jesus answered, everyone who drinks from this water uh, everyone who drinks from this water, again, talking about the physical water, will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give uh, him will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And then she goes on and she's like excited, like, give me this water. This water sounds great, you know. And Jesus really tells her, like, there's something I give. There's something that I am offering you that you won't have to draw back from. And I think that um, this is the crossroads where Joe was. He he was looking 
he was really, I think we're all searching for living water, right? I.e., again, I'm using air quotes. You're searching for this, 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 whatever it is that's going to give you fulfillment and purpose. And Joe found out music wasn't going to do that, or the idea of, of not music, but idea of playing and being successful wasn't it. And that he has to look back on the things of his life. And I do think that that, that is true. Uh, but even that at times can let us down, right? People pass away, um, you know, our experiences, they come and go. And we can try to relive as much as we can, but it won't be like the real thing. And so even in that, even in the movie, it falls short from even communicating that. And this idea of movie called Soul, right? It still comes down to the, the physical things, the temporary things that we have, right? So I think the movie falls short there. That's my, my gripe with the movie. But Christianity, Jesus, I should say, offers more right he offers uh, living water and i'm not saying what i mentioned before this idea we gotta we gotta do this we gotta be this with no you gotta be anything you know uh this is not something you reach the 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 zenith to achieve he is given this freely <laughs> it is nothing we're working for to get it he's saying i want to give you something that's more than the physical thing you're trying to draw from more than than this this dream right that you're trying to fight and claw for for me it was entertainment and then if switched to leadership within the church and prominence i was still trying to do worldly things or achieve world achieve spiritual things but worldly ways right i'm still thinking uh in, in a in a culture worldly way and she's like no like I'm giving you living water. I'm giving you something that you don't have to go back to the well to draw from again. Because you're going to have to go back and drink. You know, it's just reoccurring. Wherever you achieve, you're going to have to go back and, and draw from again. Again, same like Joe Gardner. You've, re you've achieved that success in this great gig you played. And then he asked Dorothea, what do we do? And he's like, well, we come back tomorrow and do it all over again. They have to continue to draw from that well. And I don't care what it is in your life, you're going to have to continue to draw from. Whatever success you get, whatever investment you make, whatever money comes your way, or even wildly successful, you're going to have to draw from it again. It may not be, hey, if you if you got rich, it may not be more money, but it may be more success or more power or, or, or more relationships or more pleasure. You're going to have to draw from that well again. Nothing is going to fulfill that. Here's the come to Jesus moment. Literally come to Jesus. She's coming to Jesus right now. And, and the Samaritan woman. And he says, I want to give you something more. And that's the beauty, in my opinion, about Christianity. And specifically about who Jesus is. He's offering more. He's offering something that, that really will sustain us. And this is where I think the film was trying to communicate, which I think it did in a really great way but it still it, it lacked it just it missed it missed something and here's what jesus is offering he's saying you know a life with him right um holding to his teachings you know john 8 31 32 following his way of him because again it, again from a christian perspective jesus is god in the flesh so him coming down he's showing us how to live this life he created it 
right? It'd be almost the the you know if you, if you if you got a you bought something or you're trying to use this product, you want to talk to not only the manufacturer, but it'd be great to talk to the creator of this thing, uh, the inventor of this thing, and so. Jesus, you know, God in the flesh, the inventor, the creator, the Bible says the author of life came down to show us how to live. If anyone knows how to live, it's him. And so through his teachings, through his way, through his faith, he shows us how to live the meaning of life. And and, and Jesus teachings teach me how to do those things. And that gets into this personal revelation here. hold on to the things that I know and learn and I've got to be careful the revelation for me is that I got to be careful to not go all in wholesale on what culture and society and and what media and advertisements are pushing to me because they're getting again for someone with advertising background they're getting very strategic these cookies that are following you around these they're you know you'll search for one thing and and, in, and it's no coincidence that you'll be on YouTube or, or be on some other whatever uh, place that you're searching for on the Internet. And, and you're being followed by these ads. Right. And then, and then all of a sudden now, you know, they're texting you with certain things. So be careful what kind of information you put out there, emailing you specific things. And it's getting more and more tempting, which I'm, I'm pretty, you know, savvy of just, you know, uh, knocking out or swatting away uh, temptation in terms of buying stuff. But they're getting more and more strategic, more and more specific of stuff like, man, I really want to buy that. And so uh, the whole advertising world is geared to push you in one direction. There's some great documentaries out there, Nick Wana, Netflix, just even about um, social media and how it does and what it's creating in us. And so we've got to be careful. And I know the personal revelation for me is that I've got to be aware that I am in a world, right? I am in the ocean, uh, you know, to take Dorothea's parable, but in a different way, I'm in the ocean. I think the problem is that we don't realize that we're in the ocean. Like there, there is an air that we are breathing in 2021 and our modern day. There's, there's a culture that's that, that we're breathing in every day and we may not be able to see it. And it's changing us. It's influencing us. It's putting and implanting things into our mind and actions for us to do. And for me, I've got to take a step back and to say, you know, no, like I have living water. As a Christian, I have that living water in Jesus. And becoming a Christian, I have that living water. I need to be able to slow down, like we see in the movie with Joe Garden. I need to be able to slow down and appreciate the things that I have in my life. And looking at them through Jesus' eyes. You know, he walked around and he 
carried himself as someone who enjoyed life. John 10, 10, he lived life to the full. You know, serving and loving people, spending time helping those. Uh, and now, you know, uh, he healed people. He taught those who are with him to pass on a life to, to, to live that's worthy. I mean, it was a complete self-sacrifice. And he loved it. There was a joy there. People responded to it, right? Versus being on some high hill academia. Not that he Jesus didn't have the intelligence because he, he stand down a lot of those people. But there was a place of, of just joy of being to help, being around and helping others, right? And I've got to get back to that. I've got to get there. I've got to make sure that I am at a place like that. That I'm not caught up into, again, going back to this this um, culture that I'm in, especially with, with capitalism. And there's nothing wrong with capitalism. I mean, there's, there's some things that I, I disagree about how its motivations are. But but there's no, it's not like capitalism is all wrong and this this type of way in society is all right. No, it, it's all. There's just flaws in everything. So don't get me wrong there. And you've got to be able to separate yourself from it. Well, how do you do that? You know, there, there's there's a couple things I do, um, you know, from uh, I'll fast from media, social media, I'll fast um, from entertainment and I'll take, you know, a week and just just unplug, pull up a book um, and 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 something that 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 gets my mind off those things. For me, it's a spiritual book and I just unplug. Sometimes it's taking some time away. You know, my wife and I and my family just got back from um, D.C. and. It was just good to, to go to my father-in-law's place. He has like a kind of remote spot, a um, couple acres of land, and, and we could just go and and lose ourselves, you know, fishing. And and, um, and I, I put my phone away and, and just unplugged. Those are the things that we could do that, that can separate ourselves from the things that we're in. And that's, you know, really... It, 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 it does a lot to the soul, right? It, 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 it no pun intended. Like it, it, it gives for me time to breathe, um, with, with, without the distractions of, of the pervasive culture, right? And I'm not saying that I'm completely distract, distracted again with, with people, but, but it, it just settles me down. And, and every so often I need to do something like that again whether it's a long fast or whether it's getting away and and in that I make sure I'm very specific and strategic on what I bring with me um, cutting off my phone um, grabbing a book that's helping me grow uh, again it's a spiritual book uh, uh, that's helped me grow in my, my character and and things that I want to to learn and, and be more like Jesus and so that that helps me unplug. It helps me center myself. And that, that's that personal revelation, especially watching this film. I'm like, man, I need to do more of that. And um, and, it, and it's funny because I think watching this film has led me to getting away, like like what happened um, this past weekend and, and there's some other uh, trips I've taken as well. I, I do some bike riding um, and there's, there's a long trail where I'm at um, out here uh, near Philadelphia. And um, man, you get to drive along... Um, this, uh, I don't know if it's a river or whatever it is, uh, it's called Schuylkill, and it's just this long uh, bike ride, and, and so I've been getting into that, and, and just praying and, and connecting, 
these are these moments for me to draw away so I can understand that, you know, I'm in the ocean, <laughs> you know, I need to understand the little things around me and, and take, um, uh, be grateful, you know, be grateful for my marriage, be grateful for my children, you know, there's many people who want to be in relationships that they're not, um, not again, uh, marriage at one point was this, again, going back to uh, not putting more stock in things that are, I mean, marriage was the destination, I can't wait to be married, I, that's it, and now being married, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of things I need to grow in and change and, and do and, and all these different things, and, and, it, and it's still, it's great, but, but it's not what, what I thought it was in terms of this complete fairy tale and that things are perfect and you're not going to make each other angry. And I was disillusioned. And I knew like, hey, you know, we're different people, but man, it's going to be great. You know, and it's like, no, it, it's life goes on. I love my wife. I love my family. But I, I, I've got to be a great husband, right? I've, I've, I've got to be like Jesus. Nothing has changed, right? My marriage is not going to get better if I'm just sitting around. My parenting is not going to get better if I'm just sitting around and just hoping for things to happen. I've got to apply myself. I've got to spend time with my kids. I've got to teach them things that, that, that I've grown to, to love about my faith. I've got to, we got to go out on hikes and, and bond and, and, and bring them into my world. I've got to apologize and connect with them and give them an avenue to share their disappointments with me. Like all these things go into that, that the movies don't explain. And again, you're talking to someone who loves movies, but a lot of times the movies end with these fairy tale stories or these romantic comedies end with the 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 this person gets this person and it's 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 so great and they never show you the next day right i want a movie that shows you the next day i want the i want a romantic comedy to start right after the fairy tale right and show you what happens when you wake up and you actually you know smell the person's morning breath right no one ever you know uh talks about that right they always wake up next to each other and they're all like talking to each other i mean don't you know you got morning breath i don't care who you are the breath is stanky you know very few movies show that side and i think that that's that's where we all got to take a step back and 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 just really see that we're an ocean you know there's there's something surrounding us that is culture but then it's it's kind of the double mean we're in the ocean like you're in your life enjoy that those parts of it and you may say man i got nothing to enjoy why please reach out to me let me connect with you let's you know let me share some scriptures with you if you're christian i can help your faith and if you're not i want to help show you something that jesus is offering the same thing he's offered thousands of years ago to this woman in samaria this idea of living water. And that's really helped sustain me. I don't have to fight and claw for success. I don't have to fight and claw to be the best husband ever or to be the best father ever. And if I'm not, then I failed. Or, or man, I want to be the best preacher ever. Or even this podcast, this temptations of like, I want this podcast to be the best podcast out there and, you know, religion and spirituality or be ranked or whatever. I don't, I don't care at the end of the day. You know, who knows? The world's end. Who cares about pod? What is a podcast? I've got to find why I'm doing this. I'm simply doing it because, man, I'm grateful. I'm grateful to have the tools, the technology. I'm grateful to have the time to be able to share kooky, random thoughts about faith and entertainment. And I hope it helps somebody, you know. And if it doesn't, I am enjoying my time.
and I've got to fight to get there. And every time that I want to get success or I want to like Joe Gardner, I want to I want to play for Dorothea Williams. Every time I get there, I've got to take a step back and say, you know what? No, it's not all about this. I have living water. I don't need to go back to the well. I need to leave that. That well of 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 success and pleasure and achievement. No, no, I don't need that. I have that living water. And I'm grateful to be able to speak to you. And so that's that's the podcast. I know it's it's uh you know thoughts and things were here and there and, and whatnot, but hopefully you're able to follow through uh it and I hope it helped you. And maybe you are at a place where you've been stressed out, depressed even, um, disillusioned about maybe some achievements you've recently had uh, or, or achievements that you're, you're envisioning of having and you feel burdened by, by the expectations from the friends or uh, family or culture that you're in. I hope this encouraged you to know that you, you, know, you don't need all of that. Now, I'm not saying that you don't, you don't go about your life and, and express yourself that way, but you don't need all of that. And I hope this helped you in, in many ways. Thank you uh, for joining uh, the podcast. Thank you for joining Movie Ministry and listening wherever you're listening at. You know, in this crazy world that we're in these days, the pandemic and stuff like that. I hope you're staying safe, uh, whether you're listening at home or work or commuting um, or Zoom school. You know, uh, I hope you, you stick around and continue to support us by telling uh, everybody. Thank you. Mm-hmm.